Hello and welcome to another episode of the CER podcast. My name is Sofia Besch and I'm here today with Agata Gostinska-Jakubowska, a research fellow here at the CER. And we're going to talk about Poland and the relationship between London and Warsaw post-Brexit. Theresa May is on a visiting tour to European capitals at the moment. And yesterday she was in Warsaw. And Poland is a particularly interesting partner in the Brexit negotiations, not just because of the large number of Poles who live in Britain, but also because Warsaw and London actually share quite a few interests when they are in Brussels. Agata, in light of May's visit to Warsaw, the first question that comes to mind is of course about Article 50. We've heard over the last few weeks that there's quite a bit of pressure from institutions in Brussels to trigger that article as quickly as possible. What is Poland's position on when and how to start the divorce negotiations between Brussels and London? The Polish Prime Minister, Bata Szydło, uh, said pretty clearly yesterday that it's up to Britain to decide when to trigger Article 50 that sets out the uh, legal process for Britain's departure from the EU. So you won't really see this pressure coming from Warsaw. And uh, I guess this is quite a sensible approach. Ultimately, it's up to a withdrawing member state to decide when to notify its intention to leave. But there's also something else that was very interesting to hear yesterday. Uh, the Polish Prime Minister said that Poland realizes that Britain needs its time to sort out how to approach Brexit negotiations, that it needs to prepare its administration for this um, very challenging process. But the Polish Prime Minister also said that the EU itself needs time to prepare for those negotiations. And again, I would say that this sounds quite sensible to me. If you look at the initial responses to the outcome of the British referendum, there was not really a very coherent response. You uh, saw some uh, member states meeting in smaller groups, the founding member states, but also the Visegrad countries to discuss um, what should be the EU's approach. And in a way, this time that the Polish Prime Minister talked about would allow uh, different member states to narrow their negotiating stances or perhaps to discuss the individual red flags and to approach those negotiations with a sort of coherent and single voice. One issue that Poland is going to be predictably interested in is the fate of the Polish immigrants who live in the UK right now. Do you predict that they are going to become a bargaining chip in negotiations? What Theresa May said yesterday uh, was quite encouraging. Uh, She said that as long as uh, Britain is a formal member of the EU, the rights of the Polish citizens living in Britain are secured. But she also said that she hinted that the the situation of Poles, but also other European citizens uh, living in Britain, when Britain formally leaves the EU, will be subject to reciprocity. This means that if European member states secure the rights of the British uh, citizens living elsewhere in Europe, they will also have every right to expect that Britain will secure uh, their rights uh, as well. What is Poland's view, what is Poland's interest when it comes to Britain's future relationship with the EU after these negotiations are done? 
So uh, obviously we are talking about different sets of negotiations. So first we'll have to discuss the terms of the divorce between Britain and the EU. But obviously what everyone is really um, interested in is what kind of relationship Britain would like to have with the EU um, uh, following uh, its, uh, its departure. And uh, perhaps it's worth mentioning that before Theresa May landed in Warsaw, she visited Bratislava, the, the capital that it's actually that it's currently holding the presidency uh, in the Council uh, of the EU. And she said something really interesting there. She said that first of all, Britain will have to address the concerns of British citizens who feel uneasy about free movement of EU labour. But she would also like to strike uh, the best possible deal or trade deal when it comes to access um, uh, for the British goods and, and services. She also hinted that this is, you know, the best interest of the EU and Britain should be a driving force for the no negotiations rather than the current models that exist. And it seems to me that she hinted to Norwegian model, which is perhaps not the most feasible for Britain. She repeated it also in Warsaw. And the response from the Polish uh, authorities, in this case, Polish Prime Minister, was that indeed, we first need to know what kind of uh, idea Britain has, what it would like to um, go for. But the Polish Prime Minister also hinted that four freedoms should be preserved. So if Britain wanted to have a full access to the single market, it would probably have to um, accept free movement of your labour. Independent from the relationship that the UK is going to have with the EU, there is going to be a bilateral relationship between Warsaw and London. Which direction do you see that taking after the UK's vote to leave? Britain is leaving the EU, but it's not leaving Europe. And uh, the Polish government will invest a lot of political capital in enhancing uh, its partnership with Britain. And the Polish government already calls the uh, partnership with Britain as a strategic one. And indeed, Poland and Britain seem to see eye to eye on certain policies. Uh, defense and security is important for both Poland and Britain. And they also seem to see eye to eye on other policies, including, as the Polish prime minister said yesterday, on uh, migration policy. So we will see a lot of attempts to actually strengthen this partnership even when Britain formally leaves the EU, both prime ministers uh, announced that they will consult each other and that they will hold um, annual bilateral summits, which, uh, uh, in my view, bodes well for the future um, relations between Poland and Britain. Finally, just a quick question about the bigger picture, I suppose. Um, Brexit has plunged the EU into a new period of self-reflection about the need to reform. Where do you see Warsaw's vision? Where do you see Warsaw's role in this new process? Brexit has indeed reinvigorated the discussion about the future of the European integration. Um, 
European um, um, leaders uh, have already announced the so-called political reflection um, on the fate of the European project. They will meet actually in September in Bratislava to discuss the ideas for, for EU's reform. And this is also what uh, Beata Szydło said yesterday. Uh, she said that um, uh, uh, Brexit uh, should be seen as a final call for the European Union and uh, individual member states. She hinted that the um, European Union should more carefully um, address the concerns of uh, European citizens uh, who no doubt, and this is what the Brexit also uh, showed, feel disillusioned with the EU and its institutions. And Warsaw, it seems to me, will try to promote the idea uh, for uh, European uh, for, for the EU's reform, whereby um, the national capitals, including national parliaments, um, have a, a stronger say. Uh, it's not a surprise that um, Warsaw, under the current government, feels uneasy about any ideas to centralize or to give more powers to EU institutions and it will probably try to look for a ways to rebalance it. This will be also the subject of, of discussions uh, during the September summit. All right, well, this is all for today. No doubt we'll hear more from you on this space in the future. Well, let's, let's hope for that. <laughs> Thank you for talking Thank to you. me.